Boxcaster online. Authorization accepted. Upload confirmed. Begin transmission. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Welcome, everyone, to After Olinor, Transmission 2.1, the listener feedback episode. Yes, folks, this is the first in our line of listener feedback episodes. I am your host, Dave Whitek, and I am here with my co-host. Hello, I'm Greg Dan. And with us today is a very special guest uh, from the Independent Characters podcast. We have none other than Carl with us. So, Carl, how's it going? It's going fantastic. I really appreciate you guys me having me on. I've I've been following your progress so far, and I'm loving it. Thank That's you very right, much. Uh, personally, I've been following the independent characters. Um, oh, so you've been following my lack of hobby progress, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, but your book reviews—they're quite good. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, we just wrapped up one with uh, with Guy Haley for uh, Baneblade. And he was he was absolute delight to have on the show. And next we're talking to Steve Parker, who wrote Death Watch, oh, cool. which is a fantastic book, I might add, if you're into 40K stuff. Well, I'm actually, as far as the books go, I got up to Outcast Dead in this series. Okay. Uh, and then I've had to stop because I'm going back and rereading now everything to get ready for the show. Right. <laughs> but uh, it, it, at the risk of fanboying out a little bit, Carl, yours is the... The it, well for a while it was the only 40k. I'm 40 curious and I love the fluff. So I I was I started listening to your show. Plus your show is one of the ones that's pretty clean. So my son can listen yeah. with us. Yeah. But uh, it was your what really hooked me on your show was your um, those Forge World books when you would go through and cover the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Tell me about. It. <laughs> well, and we did Tamarcon on our show, right? And when Tamarcon came out, we did a two part. You know, major five hours going through all the story and covering all the parts, and I totally got that. You know that I even the the thought to do it from listening to you guys covering the Bad Ab War and all those other right all those other right. books. Yeah, they actually they sent us a copy of that of Tamarkin, and we were going to do a, a coverage piece on it. And we have several friends that do play fantasy. I I am not one of them. <laughs> um, sim- simply because it's so funny because people give us a hard time. Oh, why do you always talk bad about fantasy? I really, I don't. I've never played it, so I can't really tell you one way or another. I just don't have the time. As you know, a podcast takes a lot of time to put together. And uh, between that and just playing 40K and the sheer amount of 40K stuff out there and, and stuff that I have that's still needing painting, I don't really have time for other games at this well, point. And the thing is, like I said, I was drawn to 40K's fluff at first. Everyone kept saying, you'd like to read these books, you should read Horace Heresy. And then Greg talked me into it. And, of course, I started reading it, and I was there when Horace killed the Emperor, and I was confused for the first 12 pages. Oh, yeah, so was and I. Then, <laughs> so was I. And then, and then I was hooked, and it was cool. And it's actually, I I bought, used, I have an orc army. Um, my son got from a good friend of ours who was basically not playing them anymore for, yes. for I mean, literally a song. I mean, like, you know, just yep. for a few bucks. He's got about 1,500 points worth of Eldar he got last year. And it's just we've got friends who play, and it's like I just haven't found the time to sit down and learn the rules and play it. And I'd like to at this point because I've got a, an army. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's just it's one of those things, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I love collecting this stuff. And <laughs> and I was just telling Jeff in the episode we recorded last night that I don't know what it is about the Space Marine army I have. I They're not my favorite to play, but I just love buying this stuff for them and painting it and, and 
collecting it and and god help me i've been able to stay away from fantasy so far because yeah, you do a lot of models the, you know the wood elves i just really think look really cool and my daughter really likes and every time we go in there she points them out i'm like yeah i know <laughs> this is the wrong game hun <laughs> you know? my my point about the tamarkin thing was they, they sent us a copy we were we were gonna do like a special episode and we were gonna say okay we'll we'll have these buddies of ours that that play uh, fantasy come on and tell us about it and I, I read the story in it which is fantastic it's written by alan bly it's absolutely amazing and uh you know and then what happened was uh you guys ended up doing coverage of it and i was like all right forget it <laughs> you know, there's, <laughs> there's no point in us doing it i'll just point people there if they're interested so so no i mean i'm, I'm aware that you guys covered it and uh, i thought you did a good job so well, bye thank you yeah so but um all right so Backing up to false gods here. Um, well, yeah. I mean, first thing I think we should do is obviously this isn't the show that possibly people expected. Um, we are breaking up the show into two separate podcasts. I think we, we probably should explain exactly what's going to happen. Let's make it clear, I think, yeah. just in case. Um, so this episode is going to be uh, feedback from the previous book and possibly some extra content and little bits subjects in with that um that's to get some partly just to get something out so it's a smaller gap between the episodes um and also to to allow the the review episode not to be potentially three and a half four hours long or or whatever it is but to allow like a a, a sizable listen and then if people don't want to listen to the feedback they've got all those options on their phone or whatever just to skip bits and jump bits and true and have bits to come back to and things like that. So nice and clear, but hopefully this part of the show is going to have, you know, have content in it that's, that's worth listening to as well. Well, and plus, like I said, I mean, the, we, we do have the discussion for each episode on our forums at garagehammer.net, um, but you know, not everybody's obviously signed up there yet, and there is some really cool, and, and people bring up some really great points that I know I never thought of, and I think Absolutely. that's... And that was... The whole point uh, when when Greg suggested this and we were talking about it was, you know, we're sitting here, we're talking about what we think about the book and people listen to our thoughts. But getting these other opinions, it's actually really sort of I'm I'm actually excited about this particular part of the show, this secondary episode, because now it feels more like an actual sort of book club where we're getting a lot of feedback from a lot of different people because we've had some really cool emails and some cool stuff. So, I mean, I've got I've got a group of friends that I game with and almost all of them read the books so if I want to know what five or six people think about the books I can do that I you know I don't need a podcast to do that um kind of a driving force here was to to get even more kind of views and opinions and um that's one of the reasons why why we're sitting here with a microphone shoved in our faces well that and I like to talk so there's, there's that as well <laughs> I know yeah I came for the fame and the money that's right, guys. <laughs> You're on so, the wrong cast. Carl's the one uh, getting uh, nominated for the awards. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much money involved. It's, it's spilling out everywhere. Oh, so, so I keep hearing. I can retire and give up this life of crime. <laughs> All right. So, uh, what have we got, Greg? What do we well, got for feedback? Um, once again, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for all the feedback people give. And um, there was actually people some offering some. Um, some support to us, Dave. I don't know if you saw the messages on the forum and things. I saw the forum um, and I saw the stuff on Facebook. There are people was, who are masochists who like the three-hour episodes. 
Yeah, it's it's brilliant, and people are offering to kind of, you know, um, one one of the key things was people want to know if we're going to be doing the audio, um, and the limited books and things like that, which is something Dave and I, we do want to do the audio. Um, they won't happen straight away because they chronologically they don't fit. Um, for starters, and I haven't heard a lot of them yet. In and fact, I yeah, Dave needs to catch up. And <laughs> we we need to find somewhere to put them in. But I mean, I think we we chatted the other day, and we're going to do them, aren't we? Yeah, it's just we we're going to fit them in as when we think they fit. Um, but um, people were looking to kind of give to us. I I, I want to say now. Uh, I hope Dave, you don't mind me saying that. Go ahead. You can donate to the show through the website. Oh, correct. Sure. Absolutely. So I think we put that out now that if you do want to kind of give to the show, there is, if you go through garagehammer.net and whereabouts is it hidden, Dave? Uh, if you look on the tabs in the front, it says support. You can click on support and support the show in any way you want to. Um, yeah, that's that's not, I, I don't want people to feel pressured into doing that, but there are people out no. there who are asking. So, you know, great if you do. Um, it's... It, Even it, if you it, just it want to send through, us an email. A little, yeah, it's a button for PayPal if you wanted to. And please, if, you, if you're if you going to donate, please at least write us a note or something we can read out on the air to say thank you, something so that we can acknowledge it other than, hey, we got a nice donation. Because, I mean, if you want to do that, at least throw in a shout-out or something. I mean, at least let us do something for you because yeah, otherwise we feel a little guilty. So, well, a little. A little. Um, <laughs> But it, it's great. Again, the feedback and the, the offers that have come in are, are brilliant because I suddenly realized that I've not read anything but Horace Heresy for the last three months. You're not kidding. Uh, three and a half months. It was like, whoa, this is, um, I knew this was going to take some time out of my schedule, but I haven't read anything like for, for my own reading, as it were. Um, and it's like, wow, yeah. Yeah, I'm stuck two-thirds of the way out of Outcast Dead for the last seven weeks. Yeah, I need to fit something in. So it's You're really, it's, much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real boost to us. Spoiler alert, you're not missing much. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I've been wondering about this book. It's taken a, quite a long time to get anywhere with this one. I, I'm I, just, I just couldn't get into that one. Well, but all all were, I know is, and I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, but I got to the point where he's got, you know, the, the, the psyker is now with all the other guys. Mm-hmm. And they made their break for it, and I still don't have any idea what the hell's going on in this book. I mean, <laughs> I, I felt. okay, <laughs> I'm going to have to disagree with Carl. I really <laughs> liked Outcast Dead. Did you like Legion by any chance? <laughs> you don't like Legion? I'm I'm one of the few people that doesn't like. I I loved people, Legion. Anyway, so Dave, uh, Carl's got to leave us. <laughs> so many people around me are telling me how wrong I am about that. I'm actually going to go back and read it again because it's one of the few Dan Abnett books I've read that I did not enjoy and i'll give it another try and maybe maybe something will surprise me well yeah i think i think it's, it's quite funny when you talk to people through the whole i've had people saying um when you get to book number whatever i won't give it away how are you going to do that one then greg and i'm like well you know um, we'll find a way um but I, there aren't too many of them for me personally but um it's, yeah people get different things out of different books which is I'm actually looking forward to rereading the ones I didn't like as much because I'm wondering if I might get more out of it now. Um, right, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, Descent of Angels, you know. 
Um, I know, I know I had, I had real trouble with that book. It was almost like two different books. I had no idea what was going on. And then I read the, the next dark angel book and now I kind of, and then I read the dark angel codex and I kind of get it a little more. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to going back and seeing if I like it a little bit more now that I know a little bit more about Lionel Johnson. Cause I remember he was the one on Twitter. I've been calling a douche mark instead of a primark for a long time. It's cause he is a douche. Good, great. There we go. Carl's real quiet about this. Carl, you have no, every no, right I mean, to disagree with I, us if you want. No, to, or I, agree. I I'm not a big fan of the Dark Angels. Uh, I don't. I don't know that he's that bad, but I, I didn't enjoy oh, the first. A, but we're kind of getting off topic. But I mean, back to your your point. Uh, in 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 rereading Galaxy and Flames, which I hadn't read for years. I mean, I read when it first came out, and, and coming back and reading again, and knowing now what I do about the background and the fluff and the primarchs and. And all this, I, I got a lot more out of this book this time through. So I'm wondering. That's why I call back to Legion, where I think, oh, maybe, maybe this time, you know, I'll having a little more perspective, I'll I'll enjoy it more. But we'll see. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to invite you back on for that one. Yeah, because okay. I know we both liked it, so it might be nice if you still don't. That would be a great I difference might not of opinion. Like it in the second reread, yeah, he might decide he hates. That's true. I'm just a fanboy. I'm going to love it. So I I read a lot of 40k fiction. I mean, a lot. It occurred to me uh, as I was finishing Death Watch. What have I read that's not 40k related in the longest time? And I couldn't come up with something. So <laughs> I'm I'm in bad shape. I may need to cleanse my palate a little bit and and read something else and then well, come the back. Thing is, I'm actually feeling bad because like I'm getting fantasy ones like their series that I was supposed to be reading and it's like well, I can't read this yet because I've got to read this for after Olinor and I'm just like oh no you know it's really hey did you pick up that new fantasy yeah, I, I picked it up <laughs> I got it <laughs> so, we'll talk we'll talk offline because I may have some I can send your way that I'm not going to read <laughs> <laughs> well there you go excellent all right Groovy. so anyway so back to feedback back to feedback um yeah um first major one that came through on the on the forum was uh, people felt that we might have um, brushed over the the moment of the trampling of the innocents when uh, Horace was brought back onto uh, the vengeful spirit um, not something that I noticed as we were doing it but then we were, we were involved with it so yeah it's quite hard to do but um, Grok and Flint Ironskull uh, wanted to say they really felt the, the main issue was um, portraying the possibility of um, the possibility appearing to the remembrances that all of a sudden space marines aren't there saving humanity, but there's a possibility they can come in and destroy humanity. And it was the first kind of, oh dear, what if they didn't, you know, what if they turned against this kind of thing? Um, which, yeah, I, I, I thought I thought we did a little bit, but it's that whole kind of real impact of what what could happen to us, which is quite scary when you think about seven to eight foot tall power armored warriors charging down on you yeah yeah and they read, weren't even angry they were just you know worried I, I read that feedback in your in your show notes before we started and the interesting thing to me because i'm sure as we go through galaxy and flames as well there are things that stood out to me in Galaxy and Flames, and and didn't necessarily stand out to some of my friends. And I think everybody kind of takes a little piece away from it, from well, each absolutely. of these books, you know, and, and says, "Oh wow, you know that 
that moment where he looked at him like this and, and I was like, I totally missed that part. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I mean, but in hindsight and looking at that, yeah, it does show that these guys are dangerous and they may not have the same priorities the humans have. Well, and no, that's, yeah, that's kind of what it comes down to because I know when, when was it Varvarus? Because uh, he was the one pushing for someone to be punished for this. Yes. I almost felt like it kind of made the situation worse, not better. Because yeah. it's like they've already had all this going on. They're under all this stress. And now you're turning around saying you you not only have to do all of this that you've been doing for humanity. So that gives them the right to kill a few humans on the way. It's one of those things kind of like I, I resent the fact that you asked me to stand here on this wall and defend you. And then you're going to stand behind me and criticize the way in which I am putting up that defense. And it's yeah. not the same thing. But I think initially that's how I saw it, and now I'm I, I I do see it, but it almost seems like really is that the is that the fight you want to pick right now with Horace on his deathbed? But yeah, there's um yeah there's all there's I say there's a lot of things going on in in that moment in those moments around the humans the Space Marines with Horace. There's it's a, it's an awfully busy kind of time in the book where everything's changing. It's just nothing static in that whole section, right? So yeah, it's, um, you know, some some really good points from those guys on on the forum. Yeah, you know, this is the beauty of the, the the forums. You can go on there and kind of get involved in those discussions, uh, which is really cool. Um, so moving on, um, Marcus um, came up with uh, talking about the uh, Eurasian Tenocracy War, um, kind of felt that we uh or maybe i because i well, probably was me um kind of felt that that was a that war just happened whereas he thinks that horace went there to prosecute that war um which i agree with it was i don't think i put it across quite right um horace went there with the world eaters he went there with you know, um his whole fleet he went directly to that one point he was led there um, just in the in the build up to that, they made it very clear that, in my opinion, that it wasn't just a war they were after. It was uh, the STCs and and the equipment to prosecute the larger war. Yeah, and then and then within that as well, um, to use Loken and Torgadon as the guys to go down was to um, to kind of. Uh, allow them to feel they were still part of the gang, ready for the plans on this fan three. That I'd never thought of. Now, did you see any part about that, Carl? No, I actually, I don't recall the scene. Again, I had, no. haven't read the second book oh, okay. in a long time. I just caught up with the third one again so that I could have this discussion with you guys. Oh, it was right after Horus, you know, comes out of the temple and he's reborn uh, you know, oh, yes. evil Horace. And, yes, yes. and he's like, no, we're not going where we're supposed to go. We're going to this other place, like a place nobody had heard of. Nobody knew what was going on. But he just woke up and knew to go there. And that's when he shows up. And they were happy that that they, they had arrived. Like they, even the, 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 the people on the planet, their armor looked like Space Marine armor. It was obvious that they had been, you know, and they were welcome. Compliant them. at yeah. that point? Well, they yeah, were welcoming okay. them in. They were like, yes. And the minute they mentioned they had one of those, what is it? Would you would you call it Carl, STC? Or, yeah, the STC. Uh, that's when Horace pulls a gun out and shoots the leader right in the head, and then they just start killing everybody. And I they, don't remember that. yeah, and 
he just and it's like holy crap, this was a massacre. And they basically get the it's when they get the STC, and then they that's when he offers it to the guy from the Mechanicum in exchange for his loyalty when the time comes. Right, right, and, right. Uh, it's like I, it's almost as if the wh- whoever the warp gods or whoever was in, you know, when Horus was going through that the the, the lodge and 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 making his decisions, it's like they handed him. You know, one of those things you're looking for. It's here. Now, how they knew it was there, or what was going on, I don't know. But he woke up with the knowledge it was there, and I agree wholeheartedly. He went there to get that machine because he knew he would need something like that to offer to the Mechanicum. It's totally possible that Erebus knew it was there too. I'm thinking because man, this is he. They're you know as little as I like Erebus as even as a character, he annoys me. <laughs> man, he's uh, instrumental in everything that is occurring, and he they're playing a deep game. This has yeah. been going on for a long time. Oh yes, yeah, and and you know to not reach forward because as you get further into the series, you realize just how deep the that rabbit hole goes. Yeah. And Erebus, you may find him annoying now. You may even find him annoying later, but there's no doubt that he has an instrumental point, an integral part in this entire thing. Oh, yeah. I, like, I read, I know I, I read First Heretic, and it was like, that actually turned out I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. And I went through, I was like, wow, this is really, this is, this is that so has much some bigger than I, in it. Yeah. yeah. That has some reveals in it that I did not see coming. Yeah. <laughs> Big ones, too. So, yeah, I think that that was definitely... He was led right there so that he could get that piece of equipment so that he could have... So that, so the, so that he could put his pieces in place on the board the way yeah, he wanted Yeah, I them. mean... No doubt about it. Yeah, for the gear and for the war itself so he could, you know, he could blood anger on into that new style and, and everything that went with that was planned. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's cool. Um, and the last part of the... Quite a healthy discussion on the nature of psychic powers and um, divine powers and Keeler's miracles, which I don't really want to go into because it's quite extensive. Um, and I want to uh, just tell people, you know, it's, it's on the forum. There's a, an interesting discussion on how Keeler was working these miracles. Is it the Emperor? Is it, you know, the Emperor through her? Is it her via the Emperor? Or is it some other the, manifestation yeah, it, of the, yeah. power? Well, the I'll be honest, I. It, I think it's kept intentionally vague. I mean, there's there's yes. no doubt about it, and and I doubt that it'll ever be answered to anybody's satisfaction. That doesn't because... stop us talking about it. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, absolutely not. Well, and that's the I nature mean, of miracles. I like that yeah. they don't explain it. Yeah, I mean, the one thing is, um, someone put through they felt it was a psychic ability of her own, um, which doesn't really fit within the nature of forty um, k due to uh, priests and, um, uh, you know, people of the emperor performing miracles in the presence of uh, null zones of silent sisters and people like that. So, um, you know, if, if in, in 40K, for those who don't know, if if someone's a, a, a void, um, they actually cause, like, almost physical pain to psychers around them because they have no psychic imprint and things like that. They're like anti-psychers um, almost. Yeah, yeah. anti-psychers, effectively. Um, and all the uh, all the black ships that, that carry psychers to the Emperor um, uh, yeah, are worked by these people. So, And that's part of the ecclesiarchy, um, you know, set up. So if, if they were psychers, they wouldn't be able to hang around in those environs for too long. But... 
yeah, how that power then works is up for intense debate. Well, I know um, some people were asking, if she gets the power from the emperor, then wouldn't he know? But then he would already know what's going on, and so I it it I didn't necessarily think it worked that way. But I mean, I like that it's that you can't. I mean, we can't know. It's just really cool that it happens. That you can mm-hmm. scream, "The emperor protects," and you got that thing, and you believe so damn much that you're just taking warp beasts out of commission. I think that's really cool. Oh yeah, no, it was a it was an awesome scene. Yep. I, I really like that character, too. Yeah, she's yes. great. Um, I did make one comparison, though, that I thought was, for, for me being not really playing it, but having one of the other books I had was the Orc Codex. That was, like, the first one I read. And I just sort of, I kind of thought of it as the, you know, the Orcs just, stuff works because they believe it will. The Orc effect. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it, it's it, it doesn't have to be much different, yeah. does it? You know? No, it's it's um, yeah. I mean, it's actually an interesting point. I had never really considered it's, that. It's how you, some some magic systems work in some role playing games. is is down to belief. Yeah, White Wolf. You know, it doesn't have yeah. to be belief in a god. It's belief is the power to do things by, and whether that's belief in yourself, in a higher being, in the nature of good, things like that. So yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of potential in that, and and we'll never find out, I suspect, but we can have fun chatting about it. That, I think that's about most of the feedback we got, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, most of it was on on the on the forum. So if you, if you want to look it up, always head over to garagehammer.net slash forums. Yep, that's right, isn't it? And uh, on the show topic uh, yeah. thread. Yeah, if you look there. in the forums, yeah, there's a there's a. Oh, and just and a reminder, and I'm probably going to remind people of this a lot. When you sign into our forums, you can't post anywhere until you post an introduction. Because that's how we keep out all the spammers. Because they have to post there first, and either they can't figure it out, or they spam right there, and I ban them right away. So <laughs> it's just set up. If you want to, you just have to uh, come in, introduce yourself in the introduction page, and then there's a whole setup thread for after Olinor episode discussions. And we would love to hear what you have to say about the show and about anything we talked about on the show. Absolutely. All right, so what we'll do, um, we're going to come right back in just a minute. Uh, Greg's got a whole bunch of sources for uh, you guys to look up more information on the heresy. And then we're going to wrap up. So we'll be right back. Hello, Joker here, transmitting straight from the guts of Gotham City. When I'm not busy planting bombs in hospitals, I'm usually listening to Garage Gamer. And I thought my jokes were bad. Rested. <laughs> Do you, Carl? Yeah, that's excellent. I needed that break. That's because you <laughs> believed in the in the break. That's right. <laughs> Great. Think googly like an googly. orc. Works. <laughs> Think like an orc. There's a statement that uh, that's a bumper sticker if I've ever heard. <laughs> T-shirts, baby. Yeah. 
You know it. Oh, great googly moogly. That, that's how the money starts rolling in from the podcast. Oh, that's how I get the chicks. <laughs> that's how you get chicks. Okay, first we get the jobs, then we get the khakis, then we get the chicks. That's right. <laughs> Sorted. It's a three-step plan. Anyway, so back on topic. Okay. <laughs> what I've... Uh, what I thought I'd, we'd, we'd use this um, part of the the, uh, the podcast just to talk about some little hobby, uh, topics. Yeah, not necessarily going to be long. Just this one's um, what sources I use on the internet to find out about heresy stuff for chat on heresy. Um, I'm not going to say anything about book reviews because there are a shed load of book review sites out there. Um, I'm not going to talk about blog post because about book reviews because there are so many of them out there um and they do different things uh and yeah that's just not it's not what i mean in this show what i mean is um places to get additional information or to have chat um so we'll jump straight in uh, first place i'm going to talk about is marcus pitt's blog on baddice.co.uk forward slash horace heresy it's got a hyphen in it we'll put it in the show notes um baddice.co.uk is a, a fantasy um, podcast, do a daily podcast, and they have Marcus Pitt on as their Horace Heresy correspondent. Oh, right. occasionally appears on the show, um, mainly does reviews of the weekenders, things like that. But he also does a blog on the website, which is, at the moment, it's fairly irregular. Um, I have chatted to him today. He is going to be working on, there'll probably be a post up by the time this gets released, and he's hoping to make it a bit more um, regular. But he, he's done his like essential Horace Heresy reading for those who don't want to read twenty four books at once. Um, he's done his top favorite books. Uh, when information came out about the order of the Primarchs being found, you know he put that straight up on there. Uh, things like that. So it's it's just a nice little. It's nothing too heavy. Um, there's a nice little piece in there which I think people you can get something out of. Everyone can get something out of it. Sure, and hopefully we're going to bug him some more to uh, to get some more up. Plus, Ben Curry's Bad Dice podcast is pretty awesome. Oh, that's it right. You guys know each other. That's right. Well, so, we, we've, uh, we've talked online. Yeah, we were supposed to meet at Warhammer World, but we uh, missed missed the missed each other. All right. So, what's next on the list, Greg? Since I don't have my show notes in front of me because I'm a bad host. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Geek dot org. That's their website. Um, FSOG, as they call it, is it's a blog site, but they also have a podcast called talking eds that's eds as in editors now these guys i happen to know one used to work at the g-dub when i used to play there i think uh, just off just before me he worked there um and they essentially met through black library events so these are a bunch of guys and girls who all have a mutual love of black library and gw it actually include um sarah corkwell as a guest blogger every now and then who's a writer for Black Library. Um, Nick Vincent, who's Dan Abnett's other half. Uh, she has done bits for them. And a couple of the newer authors have come through that. as well. Um, a, a link to it as well. Um, but, the, I mean, the podcast and the the, the blog site, they, they do everything geek. So they've had, you know, Doctor Who and whatever. Yay. But obviously, there's a there's a, a heavy a heavy centre on Black Library books, so there's a lot of blog posts about about the heresy as well as other Black Library stuff, and then 
the Talking Eds episodes, they even did a brief brief review of the first 20 books over a couple of their episodes. Okay. And uh, I can't remember what the other episode was, but it was Horace Heresy related. But if you want to look those up quickly, episodes 4, 7 and 11. See, I got organised. I did some research. <laughs> they're all... Uh, they're all... They, they, they have a little bit... They're, they're kind of semi on the inside in a weird way. Um through knowing these people and and being part of that black library little group they they do chat to the authors quite a lot so they have a kind of kind of just those little hints of information which can be quite exciting to listen to cool and it's um it's it's, it's good little weekly podcast as well just generally so always gonna recommend good podcasts that friends do i'm gonna have to check that one out because that one sounds pretty good i have i'm not familiar with it Theboulthole.org is the next one. It's a, a forum that grew out of the old Black Library forums when they shut them down. They started up this this forum where it, it's a lot of uh, people who want to be writers. There's a lot of fiction on there that people have written. Um, and when the um, when Black Library do their Black Library every year or so, they do their open um, invites for people to be writers to send in submissions. Open submissions, that's the word. Okay. Um, a lot of the guys on this forum all do that kind of, they chat to each other, they help go through their own writing, things like that. Um, but there's a massive um, spoiler section on their website where you can talk about books, you know, wholeheartedly. So there's quite an extensive set of books listed up there. Um, there's also an Ask the Author section where a lot of the Black Library authors go on, you know, not very regularly, but go on and then kind of work back through a few of their answers oh, nice. a few of the questions that are asked to them so if you want to kind of maybe have a little read about what people are up to things like that and you know people go on there and ask oh Jim, James Swallow when you wrote this in this book were you kind of were you thinking about this in history and things like that and they're like, oh, yes no whatever just oh, happened cool. that way so that's quite a again quite a, another different kind of forum to go on to get a lot of different information and and styles and and things coming at you, but but I spent a bit of time on there for a while. Nice. Uh, and the final one is thefirstexpedition.com. Now this is the most comprehensive Horace Heresy forum I've ever seen. Okay. Um, stumbled across it through Marcus. Uh, turns out one of the mods is a guy who, who lives not far from my gaming group. Weirdly, um, but there are people on this site now. Dave, you you have told me that I'm the Horace Heresy expert. The people on this site make me look stupid. Oh, really? Really stupid. There is a guy compiling um, a list of every single character to appear in the Horace Heresy novels. <laughs> Are you kidding? Anyone who is mentioned by name, he is going to put into his list. Yeah. There's That's another an guy. Endeavor. There's another guy who's making a list of every um, every spaceship that is named and known to have been around during the heresy. Oh man! And there, and there's another one as well, and I can't even remember what it is. Oh, um, people are going back in even into uh, unification wars to try and um, kind of. Uh, collect all the information about um, 
the tribes and the people that were around uh, during the unification wars in ancient terror. Um, it is, I mean, those are just the people who were like into that part of the heresy. It's modelling, it's writing your own stuff. They do their own little tournaments. There's, um, there were there were competitions on writing heresy heresy fluff. Um, uh, yeah, uh, modelling like my kind of place. It's brilliant. There was a, one of the first competitions I saw on there was, uh, it was a, you had to make a diorama about, um, the first crusade, kind of mm. going off the first expedition in the crusade, finding an alien life form or something like that. So people are making up their own aliens to kind of fit in there and things like that. Um, oh. it is brilliant. And then you've got a very, cause of the, cause of the knowledge of the people involved, you've then got a lot of really in depth chat about the books as well so you're working on it from all the different aspects and there's gamers on there as well I'm, i met up with these guys at the black library weekender and there's you know people with their massive armies and horus heresy armies and and everything and and it was on this site that laurie goulding who's uh editor for black library one of the editors posted the um the list of when the primarchs were found hmm. so that was posted on this on this forum and then Everyone asked Laurie, "Can we? Can they share this? Can we put this on other forums, please?" <laughs> I was like, yeah, go for it. Um, Laurie Golden's one of the guys. He's, he's on there a little bit. Um, I think before he got the job, he was involved with. Uh, I think their original website was called The Great Crusade. If you only do one of these things and you're really into the heresy, look at the first expedition dot com. It is an absolute mine of information. It's mind blowing. Some of it. That sounds really I cool. I don't know how someone will log. I mean, everyone's jumping in and helping this guy. They're like, oh, you missed this guy on page blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so-and-so appears in this bit Jeez. and says one line. Oh, come on. Um, according to which, because he's done them in you know, the, the 18 chapters and then, and then the, the other subsections that he can think of, Imperial Army, Imperial Navy, um, and go through it all. Oh, it's... Um, that's yeah, there's insane. a there's a lot of work. There's a, it's quite insane, but and it's also a really good group of people as well, um, which is you know internet forums. They seem to avoid. <laughs> they've got fairly strict rules. You know, if you're going to be a if you're going to muck around, they're not. They're probably not going to put up with it. But I haven't really seen anyone mucking around. So you know. Well, so it works then. Yeah, absolutely. Well, everyone's there for the right reasons. Yeah, which is sounds good. like it. I mean, that's crazy. That's I gotta go in there and re- see. I'm gonna be stuck for hours. It's, there goes half my summer vacation, sitting patrolling through and looking. Well, not trolling, but going through and looking at all their, <laughs> all the information. So, well, listen, Greg, why don't you uh, tell us about? Uh, why don't you tell us? Why don't you tell everybody about the contest that uh, that you have so generously decided to run? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's no, it, you know, from your generosity is what I mean. You know what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, but. Purely for selfish reasons to get <laughs> the podcast out there a bit more, you know, it's not some great, um, <laughs> yeah, heart, heartfelt. Look how humble he is, himself. Carl. You hear this? I'll <laughs> turn it. I can hear him turning red on that side. The painful thing is, this contest could have earned me a lot of money, <laughs> which should get people's ears up. Um, I, as I said, we said earlier, I, I attended the Horace Heresy Weekender um, a few weeks ago now. And at the weekend, uh, Black Library, they're going to be doing it. 
all this year. They've got a 2000 run limited novella called The Imperial Truth, or not novella, collection of short stories called The Imperial Truth. Um, they were only set, they're selling it all Black Library and Games Day events in the UK only, I believe. And there's only 2000 copies. I managed to pick up a copy to give away as a prize which is signed by everyone who was there who I could grab with a pen. So, and Aaron Dembski-Bowden twice, in fact, because I think he forgot <laughs> he signed it the first time and immediately signed it again. Um, and that takes with time his with, Metallica his signature. Signature. <laughs> with his Metallica signature. With his Metallica signature. His Metallica yes. again signature. <laughs> it, takes, it takes him a good minute to sign one. And I think by the time he finished it, he just <laughs> forgot he hadn't swapped books with the next person and signed it again. Um, but you've got, Dan Abnett signed it. Um, Double Dowden. <laughs> yeah. um, got John French signed it. Um, even though he didn't write something in it, I just got all the signatures. The, one of the big signatures is Alan Merritt. And for the people who don't know, Alan Merritt was at GW when all this started. He's known as like the keeper of the law. Um, if you if you want to know anything to do with 40k or fantasy, you just ask Alan Merritt. He was there. In fact, he was one of the best things at the weekender. He gave us kind of the rundown on how the Horus Heresy started okay. because he gave Rick a space to fill, Rick Priestley, that is, a space to fill in the magazine and told him to write something. So, I mean, Alan Merritt's like the daddy when it comes to stuff like this. Um, in fact, some of the stuff that they were showing, the old um, uh, Deptus Titanicus board game was his. Uh, the old Horus Heresy board game was his, and then he let them show it. Uh, so I've got his signature on there as well. Um, and in fact, looking on eBay, these books are going for £180 wow. without nice. without signatures at the moment. Oh, they, wow. cost, they cost me £30 to buy. So, you know, people are making some serious cash off of them. That's a nice prize. It's, it's pretty good, actually. I'm quite impressed with it. Can I win it? Um, no, no, I guess not. So h- how do you win this? I was just getting to that. It's going to be really That's called a lead-in, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Award-winning you know, show? Us. I can't See, there's the difference. Professional, Carl. Keep that for your own um, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, I'm going to make it really simple. Um, for every person that follows us on Twitter, uh, you will get one entry. For every person that likes the Facebook page, We've got a Facebook page. Uh, at, oh, yeah, joins uh, the group, yeah. So Twitter, our Twitter handle is at After Ullinor. The Facebook page is if you search for After Ullinor, we'll show up. And for every person who sends, who puts in an iTunes review, um, Dave, I'm sure, will check the American and English iTunes. But if right. you come from any other area, send us an email as well to tell us you've sent a review because you have to change it all. It's a bit complicated. Well, actually, well, there's just 125 of them. That's what it is. It's just <laughs> yeah, it's, it just takes time. Sorry, it's not complicated. And well, Ben Curry found some sort of thing that you could do that will take all of the reviews from iTunes from all of them, and we'll just send them all to you. But all right, but okay. He sent me the link, and I forget what the program was called. But when I went to the, I went online to look for it. It only listed it as available for Mac. So I was just like, well, poop. There you go. I'm out. So no. So yeah, if if you don't come from the UK or, or America, then send us an, uh, an email to tell us you've you've left a review so we can we can enter you. At it. Yeah, 
And yeah, so Australia as well. They they're usually a big market for this too. Yeah, I, I was always going to make some 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 jokes about the Aussies there, and I just pulled back at the last yeah, second. I keep I keep, <laughs> I keep screwing up your. I'm going to shut up now. And let you get your no, 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 please don't. No, no. <laughs> it was good. I was just going to completely slag off the Aussies, but <laughs> I thought I better not. I better pull back. It's just too easy for the UK, you know. <laughs> I just, I just thought I'm, I'm going to be a nice guy. So yeah, you get one entry for each of those three things you do. So you know, you can if get Carl wanted entries. to to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook and leave an iTunes review, he'd get three entries into the into the competition, and then we're going to draw from those entries a random person, and um, I'll ship the book out to them. Symbols and do uh, people who have already liked your Facebook page or. Given you review on iTunes someone or they, literally already just qualified. That was cranky. Yeah, absolutely. Someone literally just followed us. That was Twitter. cranky. That's amazing. Look, he's sitting here listening to us <laughs> record. He's got he a pair of headphones. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's literally, you, you said what you had to do. He reached into his bag, pulled out his, his uh, MacBook, opened it up, and now he's going and joining after Lenore on Facebook right now. Here he goes. He's, he's asking to join the group. He wants, he so, wants the book. Yeah, literally at, at the end of the day, uh, the, at the end time when we decide to stop this, which I suspect will be the next, um, yeah, we'll make it the next uh, episode we'll, we do with this, so 3.5. And we'll post on Facebook and on the show threads for the forum, um, you know, yeah. like, okay, we're going to be recording next week, so the contest is ending on this date. Absolutely. So, um, And it will literally be, I will literally then randomize amongst everyone who still follows me on twitter or me the the, the show's twitter account who's uh, on the facebook page as you know as liking us and all the reviews we have so if you're following us at those times at that time then you will get your entries in and um and yeah one random lucky winner will win nice a, a, a hell of a prize it's pretty cool it's pretty cool we'll have to see what i can do at the next Next one to oh, we have to up this, aren't we? That's the problem. We started out big. <laughs> well, yeah, relax there. <laughs> Don't worry oh, about the no. next contest. What have I done? What have I done? <laughs> but yeah, so that's all good. I think after listening to the show, I think what we need to do is have someone who's willing to uh, take one of those uh, hell drakes and actually build it and paint all the little brass etching for you. Carl will enter that contest fifty times. Oh God, those are horrible. <laughs> They're horrible to paint. I mean, just yeah. So, yeah, but that's you, they have to be horrible to paint. Um, otherwise, they're really good in game, and you can just throw them on the table. That's right. Yeah. Oh, so is that the rule? If it's easy to paint and has crummy uh, rules, or it's got to have really great rules and be a pain to paint? Well, you know, you've got to have some downside to putting them on the table as a chaos player. <laughs> All right. So once again, uh, Carl, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. And uh, Carl, folks, will be here for the review of Galaxy and Flames, which should be out a few days or a week or so after this. Um, but uh, thank you for listening, and we will be back uh, shortly. So thanks, folks. Yeah. Anybody else want to say goodbye? I mean, just... That's right. <laughs> yeah, okay, goodbye. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the show. There you go. <laughs> All right. Bye, folks. <laughs> <laughs>